0: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Go to beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.
2: Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other didn't make it into the previous show. In last week's episode, Ash on the Floor, we trace the extraordinary tale of Stefan Mikarlak, who in late May 1967 claimed to observe two unidentified flying objects while prospecting in Whiteshell Provincial Park in Manitoba, Canada. Mikarlak's incredible claim, which would become known as Canada's best documented UFO case, was investigated by both the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and the Royal Canadian Air Force, for many it is the involvement of the Air Force that is most intriguing about this particular case. It suggests there was a willingness at quite a high level to at least entertain the notion that McCarlac might well have seen an unusual aircraft of which the Air Force had no record. We might assume this was due in part to the heightened tensions of the Cold War and the paranoia of the Canadian and their Allied governments, over the technological capabilities of the Soviet Union. But then again, perhaps, given the peculiar events that occurred one night over Lake Superior back in 1953, there was good reason for the Royal Canadian Air Force to keep an open mind when it came to tales of mysterious, unknown aircraft. It was early in the evening of November 23rd in 1953 when U.S. Air Force pilot 1st Lieutenant Felix Moncler and radar operator 2nd Lieutenant Robert Wilson received the command to scramble their F-98 Scorpion fighter jet to intercept an unidentified flying object. The object was picked up by U.S. Air Defense Command radar operators located in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, having crossed over at speed from Canadian to US airspace, about 160 miles to the northwest over Lake Superior. With the object flying close to a commercial gateway completely unannounced, it was deemed an immediate and obvious threat. 27-year-old 1st Lieutenant Felix Moncler had served during World War II and later joined the United States Air Force as an officer pilot trainee. By November of 1953, he'd clocked a total of 811 flying hours over his career, including 121 hours in an aircraft similar to the F-98 Scorpion that he was flying that night. As such, there was no reason to suspect anything would go wrong on what was seemingly a routine investigative mission. However, once in pursuit of the object, Moncler and Wilson had great difficulty in tracking it with their onboard radar due to the frequency with which it kept changing course. In the end, it fell to the US Air Defense Command radar team to help direct the pair toward the object from the ground, and before long, Moncler's Scorpion was gradually homing in on it. Over the course of 30 minutes, the radar operators watched as the green blip of the Scorpion drew nearer to the blip of the UFO, steadily descending from 25,000 feet to around 8,000 feet where the object was situated. With the blips almost upon each other, the operators then watched transfixed as the two of them drew closer and closer together until the Scorpion finally caught up with it in Upper Michigan, 70 miles off Keweenaw Point. With the ground control team Waiting to hear details from Lieutenant Moncler, they could only watch on as the two blips continued on their trajectories toward each other until they completely merged into one. By the next sweep of the radar, where they expected to see the two blips separate again, as if Moncler's scorpion had flown over or under the object, the scorpion completely vanished from the screen. All the while, The green blip of the mysterious, still unidentified object continued casually along its way, until a short time later, it too, completely disappeared from the screen. As furious efforts were made to establish communication with Lieutenant Moncler, it was obvious to all those present, that the only reasonable explanation for the Scorpion's disappearance was that the plane had crashed somewhere in Lake Superior. Numerous search and rescue teams from both the US Air Force and Royal Canadian Air Force, who had by then been informed of the mystery aircraft, were immediately dispatched to recover the missing plane and, if possible, its two crew. Although it was unlikely... There was still some hope that the men had successfully bailed out of their aircraft or had been able to complete an emergency landing on water, but even if that were the case, neither could be expected to last long in the freezing winter temperature of the lake. The search continued throughout the night, as efforts were kept up to try and make contact with the missing scorpion. However, with it being night time and with visibility low, Due to an intensifying snowstorm, the search was eventually called off until the morning, and though it continued at first light, it wasn't long before it became clear that they would not be finding 1st Lieutenant Moncler and 2nd Lieutenant Wilson Scorpion any time soon, with it assumed to have either broken up entirely or sunk to the bottom of the lake, taking Moncler and Wilson with it, Despite one pilot involved in the search and rescue mission claiming to have heard a short transmission from Moncler around 40 minutes after he and Wilson went missing, no one else was able to verify the broadcast. The following morning, the first official statement regarding the incident was published in an early edition of the Chicago Tribune under the headline Jet, two aboard, vanishes over Lake Superior with the US Air Force stating simply that Lieutenant Monkler's plane was followed by radar until it merged with an object 70 miles off Keweenaw Point in Upper Michigan. No sooner had this statement been made, however, the Air Force promptly retracted it, and that was when things started to get really Strange. With the first statement retracted, a new statement was promptly released by the US Air Force. Moncler's Scorpion hadn't merged with the object at all, they said, but had in fact succeeded in its mission to intercept the UFO, which had by then been formally identified as a Dakota or Royal Canadian Air Force C-47 aircraft that had innocently veered 30 miles off course. And since it was unaware of its position, it had not informed the U.S. Air Force accordingly. Moncler and Wilson Scorpion had then tragically crashed on their return from completing the mission, with a suspected pilot error being the most likely cause. First Lieutenant Moncler was said to frequently suffer debilitating bouts of vertigo, a little unusual for a professional fighter pilot to say the least, and it was this that had most likely been the main contributing factor to the presumed crash. Only, no sooner had this explanation been given, Lieutenant Monkler's wife was being given a completely different account of events, being told instead that her husband had crashed into the lake after a mid-air collision. Things only became even more murky when the Royal Canadian Air Force weighed in with their own assessment declaring rather alarmingly that they had no record of a Dakota plane or any other Canadian Air Force plane in the area at the time. That the wreckage of the Scorpion was never recovered, only added to the mystery. And so, without a formal conclusion to the tragic event, speculation naturally grew as to what exactly had happened on that cold November evening and there were no shortage of theories to plug the gap. In 1955, former American Marine Corps Naval Aviator turned UFO investigator Donald Kehoe included an account of his investigation of the crash in his book, The Flying Saucer Conspiracy. In it, He made the startling claim that on the night of the incident, only hours after it occurred, he received a phone call from an anonymous individual, claiming they'd heard a rumour out of Selfridge Field, a National Guard base in Michigan, that an F-89 Scorpion had just collided with a flying saucer. Others later claimed that the Scorpion hadn't just collided with the UFO, but had in fact been taken on board it and whisked away into space. Years later, the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, of which Donald Kehoe was a member, attempted to access the official records relating to the Lake Superior incident, only to find that all mention of it appeared to have been completely removed. The US Air Force's own unit for analysing military intelligence, the National Air and Space Intelligence Centre, when asked about the incident, stated that, there is no record in the Air Force files of a sighting at Kinross Air Force Base from where the Scorpion was dispatched on November 23, 1953. There is no case in the files which even closely parallels these circumstances. The bodies of 1st Lieutenant Felix Monkler and 2nd Lieutenant Robert Wilson, along with their F-89 Scorpion, remain missing.
3: If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplained pod to sign up. Unexplained the book and Audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast.
1: Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.